You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show. Today is Friday, April the 16th. That's right, we've made it to yet another Friday. So congratulations to that, and I won't be taking too much of your time. The Cardinals play the Phillies today, and if you would like my uh, take on the Phillies series, be sure to head over to Locked on Phillies, where Dan Wilson and I are doing a crossover there. But on this show, I'm just going to leave it to Ben Fredrickson and I to finish up our uh, conversation from yesterday. Today, talking mostly about pitching, and I'll be talking to you, tweeting about the games tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday, and I'll be talking to you guys again on Monday. So enjoy Ben Fredrickson and I's conversation. Um, before we transition in, into the kind of pitching, I want to get your thoughts on the woos because <laughs> I, I've i been to many games in my life, been a Cardinal fan since I was born. Somebody told me on Twitter the other day that this is their tradition. Am I like forgetting that this was a thing? I don't remember these ever being there. I, I, I don't think you like them, but correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not a fan of them, but I also <laughs> feel like there's one of those things that like, it's like if you talk about hating it, it just happens more, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's like Everybody gets it's like the the teacher in class says don't do that then everybody does it right so okay. I'm trying not to uh, to to be too aggressive about it because I'm hoping people will just get bored and find something else but mm-hmm. no it's not a tradition I mean there's always there's always been a few knuckleheads who do silly things when it's quiet at the ballpark but uh, at Bush Stadium it's not like it's been a thing it's becoming one now I guess the I think part of it is I don't know why they do this the Blues promote it. The Blues really? put up a video of like Ric Flair at Enterprise and like encouraged fans to do it, which I wish they wouldn't do that. But <laughs> nobody asked me. So right. um, I, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I think it looks, I, I think it's really annoying for folks who are watching it on TV more than mm-hmm. anything. Um, but uh, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that it, uh, that it kind of fades and people maybe get interested in something else. But I do think the more we, I'm blaming you for this. The more we talk about it, the more like it's like the boogeyman. It's like yeah. Beetlejuice. See it three times, and then somebody starts booing. So uh, <laughs> you just gotta try to ignore it. All right, I'll keep my mouth shut for the, for for the rest of the. <laughs> I appreciate the, the I appreciate the advice. From <laughs> um, but let, let's go and get into the pitching because you mentioned it at the top. The bullpen has been lights out for the most part. Obviously, with their faults, it's we're all human, right? But. I don't think it's sustainable with starting pitching only going four or five innings to start because um, I think the, the longest starter has been Flaherty. He's gone six once. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think anybody else has gone six. I know that Martinez has gone five a couple times, but I don't think this bullpen is, is sustainable when you're asking them to go four or five innings every night. Do you? No, I mean, Mike Schilt has said that. He said it's yeah. not a sustainable model to have your, your relievers pitching more innings than your starters, and I would, who wouldn't agree with that? Right. They have a really good bullpen. Um, it's being overworked. And they're not being able to use it effectively like they hoped. Uh, if they were, then I think it would be one of the best in baseball with some of the arms they have in there. They've got to figure out a way to to get more quality starts. You know, they need six innings, three or less runs, three or fewer runs allowed. And if they can get that from their starters, then they can. They'll be a pretty good pitching team because then they can just throw the relievers, you know, bang, bang, bang to end the game. And they've got some good ones back there, some power arms, some different looks, right, left. But what they can't have is their relievers pitching more than their starters. I think it should get better when Kim gets back. Um, he's not going to be a super long, you know, starter. He's going to be like a six-inning six, six inning guy. 
but he should be able to give you six if he's healthy and pitching well. And, and that will, that should make the rotation better. And, you know, we've already seen Ponce move to the bullpen so he can help in that way. If he's throwing strikes, um, Michaelis tentative timeline for him is like around May. Um, so he should help. And, and that's kind of one of his strengths is he's supposed to be a workhorse, you know, guy, give you a lot of innings and, and pitch and pitch deep in the games. Now, can he, if his shoulder is under examination, if he gets the all clear, you would hope so, but you just, it's all, you're always a little sketchy there. There was a guy coming off an injury that delayed his season, and there's no guarantee he'll be back in May. Um, they need Flaherty and Wainwright to carry big loads. They need those guys to pitch deep, and then after that, they got to kind of get the best the best out of what they have. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in Carlos. People get mad at me for saying that, but uh, over the last 10 starts for him, he's not been very good, and there's been the injury issues, I know, but he hasn't looked all that good this this season, and he hasn't looked. he didn't look all that good in spring. Um, you know, they, the reason he's in the rotation unquestioned is because of the injuries. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he dominated there and got there by his performance. So I'm, I think he's still a pretty significant question mark. The guy that I think could help is the guy they're going to use as their kind of sixth starter at times is Oviedo. Mm-hmm. Looked super good in that long relief appearance after Ponce blew up. He looked good all spring, although they hit him kind of on the backfields. Um, we didn't see much of him. And he was encouraging last year. He's gotten better since we saw him debut last season I think he could be a bigger part of this rotation if they let him and I think he's a guy who probably could could help maybe provide some stability in there yeah I agree I think that I I was on your 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 Martinez train last year of like you know kind of being done with them but for whatever reason I got tricked again and got encouraged with with (laughs) the with the one good start he had against New York in spring training when he went six innings and I I, I keep saying one more start one more start but we'll we'll see how it goes people think I don't like Carlos that's not true yeah I I think Carlos just as of right now I think he's been a much more effective reliever people you know people scoff at that but the guy's got like I mean look up his save percentage look up his conversion percentage and save opportunities it's like 95 percent no. You know, with a pretty decent sample size, he doesn't like pitching out of the bullpen, but he's good at it. And it gets a little <laughs> crazy. It's a high wire act. Sometimes that's any closer. Mm-hmm. If I were to do it, if I were to make the call and I wasn't, the Cardinals don't care what I think. Um, I think Reyes should have been in the rotation. And I think Carlos should have been in the bullpen. I think they should have flipped that mm-hmm. and said, it's finally time to see what they can get out of Reyes. They wanted him to pitch around a hundred innings. Um, they, they think he's, they thought he might get that out of the bullpen. He's not, he's a closer now. He's not going to get a hundred innings, which is going to potentially delay him to be in the rotation in 2022. Most starters aren't pitching all that deep anyway. So why couldn't have Reyes workload been mapped out as a starter? That way you're getting him for quality innings and you're able to determine when he's in, when he's out, when he pitches. I mean, that's the easiest, the easiest way to plan innings for a pitcher is as a starter, not as a reliever because relievers are, depend on what, where the game is and they depend on what role you're in all those things. So I just wonder if they're ever going to see Ray in the rotation personally. And I'd like to see that. Cause I think he's, I think he's one of the best arms on this team. Yeah, I agree. I was kind of shocked at that decision. They said publicly, at least, you know, correct if I'm wrong, but they're going to make him a starter next year with, with, with the hundred inning goal this year. But like you said, it's going to be tough for him to, to meet that. Well, but. if he pitch, if he only, if he only pitches one inning appearances this season, then I don't know how he's going to jump from that right. to being a starter, especially when they they're so concerned about his, his workload and his trajectory. If he doesn't come close to a hundred innings or falls well short of it, then I don't know how they make that change. I think they'll talk themselves out of it again. And then it'll just be Alex Reyes as the closer. And, you know, years years ago, 
Trevor Rosenthal was in that camp. It was like yeah. every year Trevor Rosenthal wanted to be a starter, but he, they made him a closer again. He was really good at it. Right. That was part of the reason that part of the reason he never made the change back. And I, I just wonder if Alex Reyes is going to wind up on that same path. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I I sometimes forget that Rosenthal wanted to be a starter just because he was a closer. It was like a, it was like the story every year. I want to yeah. start. The Cardinals were like, well, we'll consider it. And, they never did. and, <laughs> yeah. and he was you would go out and throw a hundred in the ninth, and that worked. But you did, you know, he all part of him always wonders like, what would have happened if I would have actually gotten a chance to start? Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned Oviedo. I agree. I think that he looked as sharp as he ever had, like even because he had two really good starts last year in the COVID shortened season. And then his, his last three or four were kind of iffy, but I thought even in the start against or the relief appearance against Milwaukee, that was the best he's ever looked of what I've seen him. And correct me if I'm wrong, but they're doing a six hand rotation now with Kim back in it. Right. And Oviedo for, for at least for the next three, two, three weeks. Do you think that I was surprised that Schultz did that? Cause Schultz is for the most part, a very traditional guy in terms of the baseball five starters or whatever, were you surprised that Schilt announced that for, for the six-man rotation? No, because they they kind of teased that and talked about that at spring. Okay. Um, Maddox, Mike Maddox has talked a lot about that, about how they think it's a good way to kind of, I want to say ease guys in because these games are just as important as, as what they're going to be playing later, but they are pretty heightened level of concern about the workload from last season, that weird 60 games to this season, 162. So because they're doing this thing called like honoring the off days is what you'll hear Schultz say a lot. So they're not going to, they're going to bake those extra days of rest in and then start someone else as opposed to, you know, having, having a guy alter his schedule in any way. So if you, if you're supposed to pitch and it's an off day, you get that, that extra day of rest. Someone starts in your place when you return and, and they, they kind of bake in some, some rest throughout the season doing that. And Oviedo will be the guy to do that. The only question I have, and maybe it's premature, we need to see Oviedo pitch more. I understand that is, are they making one of their best five starters, their sixth starter? Um, are they making one of their best starters, the guy who doesn't who only pitches when an off day gives him an opportunity? If Oviedo goes out there and crushes it as the sixth starter, maybe he should be one of the one of the first five right. is, is the question that I think that we could end up having before too long. Maybe Carlos comes out and throws eight scoreless next time out, and I look like a big idiot. Um, I, I just I think that I think it's a fair question to ask if they're if they're maybe prioritizing the wrong guy. A quick break in the conversation for me to tell you about 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly resourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the only perfect way to bring light into her life. They are available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Yeah, I totally agree. I think oh, oh, you could argue that Oviedo probably has better stuff than Carlos does. I mean, from from what we saw well, on when Tuesday. Carlos's stuff is right, no one has better stuff when Carlos is right. But the question is, when is he? 
Um, yeah. And that's, that's, you know, that's kind of where it's at when he's locked in and healthy and, and pitching at his best. He's one of the best around. He's one of, he could be the best on this team. Um, we just haven't seen that version of him consistently for a while. Oviedo stuff looks good, man. He, Last year, it was very fastball slider heavy. Now he's got a curveball and a changeup, and he's throwing them well. Changeup looked really good um, in his in that long relief appearance. I think he's a more dynamic pitcher now. He's a four pitch guy, and he's basing it off a fastball that flies in close to you know high nineties. So that's a pretty good place to be for a starter. Yeah, yeah. I talk a lot about like eliminating question marks, and as high as I am on Martinez, he's definitely a question mark. But um, but on the record, you just gave Martinez praise that he could be good. So nobody can ever say people that. Think, people think I dog that. I mean, it's like Carlos has become this guy where, like, you can never say, like, man, they could use a better start in that spot without, like, people are like, oh, you hate him. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm the one who's pointing out that he's been super effective in relief. And also, there's not a question of if he's right. Like, people say, well, if he's healthy, then X, Y, and Z. Or if he's right, then X, Y, and Z. I'm the first to say that we've I've, we've all watched him be excellent. Yeah. We've all watched him be an all-star. It's just been a while since he's been there. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it, it's fair to say at what point does – do you have to look at the preponderance of recent evidence compared to what we saw in the past? I mean, that's that's with any player. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, when you think about the bullpen, one name that I think could be interesting that he, he made his debut the other day, Cody Whitley. I think that he's never had a career – his career area in the minors, 2.01, never had a season ERA over 250. Again, basic numbers. But I think he could make this good bullpen great. What we've seen from him last year in his four and two-thirds innings and his two innings this year, what do you think Cody Whitley adds to the bullpen? Yeah, exactly what you said, strikeout power, um, a different a different strong look. I, I was disappointed for him that he wasn't on the team out of, out of spring training but that was part of the spot the Cardinals were in is where they needed to prioritize some long relief because they weren't sure about the rotation. See, that's how it works is if your if your rotation is a little sketchy, you got to keep a long reliever. And that's why Jake Woodford got, was on mm-hmm. and Cody Whitley, who's like a one inning guy. He has to wait his turn, even though he would have made the bullpen better, but they needed the insurance for the rotation. So, you know, they're going to cycle through these relievers on the bottom end of the roster and they've got some good ones. Woodford, Oviedo was in that group. Now he's going to be in that six starter category and, and, and Whitley and keeping him in allows them, you know, just another, another really, really talented arm that you got to remember the league hasn't seen a lot of them. So not only is he good, he's totally kind of off the radar, which is that much tougher to hit because they don't have much Intel on him. So I think they're a better bullpen when he's in it. Yeah. When you talk about like the league seeing, I think that's, what's one of my concerns with, with KK Kim is that we saw the same thing with song one Oh, right. He came in his first year, 2016. I was and lit up the league struggled in his second year. I, I worry that we're going to see that with Kim as well. Um, I could be wrong, but I just think that he didn't impress me a lot in spring. And you could say that was due to the injury that he ended up getting on the IO with, but I did, I worry about Kim a little bit. So I think that maybe I, I would almost rather see Kim and Oviedo flip like you mentioned earlier, where, where Kim is that spot starter just because of, of the question marks I have around him. Uh, well, here's the thing to remember about, about KK. He didn't pitch against anybody outside of the Central last year because of the schedule. Right. So they only played National League Central and American League Central teams, and they didn't play very many of them. He didn't start against very many of them. Yeah. So if you actually look at the teams he made starts against, it was AL Central, NL Central teams. Not even – I think he might have made multiple starts against – a couple of the division rivals. So they didn't get a great look at him. And then he made one start against the Padres in the playoffs and that was it. So yeah. the idea that the, the whole league has had a feel for him. I'm not, I'm not sure 
about that. Now they got the film, you know, they got, they've got MLB film that will study on him. Um, and the other thing, the reason that I think he keep him in the rotation, very routine oriented pitcher. Every mm-hmm. starter is right. But, but KK specifically, you know, he's got his day, his, his week is planned around his start, except the things he does leading up to it. Um, I think he becomes a less effective pitcher. If you take him out of that routine and you put him into a relief appearance role where he doesn't know he shows up at the ballpark, not knowing where he's going to pitch, not knowing when, not knowing when to get loose, stretch, yada, yada, yada. I mean, he's talked about even his diet is tuned to when his starts are, like the things he eats, the things he does. So that's just the way he's done it. And he's a 30-plus-year veteran. I don't know that you want him making changes like that at this point if you're going to get the best out of him. So that's kind of why I think you gotta you got to see. I mean, he was so good last year. Yeah. You have to see You have to see what he looks like. If he gets – hammered every time out, then you make a change. But, um, and I understand that it's a legitimate point is, is the league going to figure him out now that they've seen him some more, but they didn't see a ton of him last year and he was really good. So I think you got to find out. One last break before back to Ben Fredrickson and myself. I want to tell you about Built Bar and how they are incredible. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut options. My favorite, as you know, is cookies and cream. Their 12 original flavors are coconut, almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee, almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. These are all incredible tasting, and they're soft and easy to chew. The best part, in my opinion, they're covered 100% in delicious chocolate. But they're still incredibly healthy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat, as bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Head over to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, that is LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, NHL, and MLB are all in full swing. And if sports isn't enough, you can even head over to BetOnline.ag for awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for the news, scores, and odds that you need to know. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device right now to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Once again, promo code LOCKEDON gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, no, that, that's, a, that's a good point. I remember there was some story, I think, that one time he didn't start his warm-up when the minute hand hit 60, and that messed up <laughs> for the rest of the start. I, I don't know. It could be wrong there. But just one more question. They, I had a question come in from Instagram, and we've asked the other two, but there's one that I haven't asked yet, and it's about Nolan Gorman. And we, we saw Nolan Gorman get reps at second base because of the Nolan, the other Nolan, Nolan Arnato come in. Do you think Arnato, or no, I'm sorry, do you think Gorman's ETA is next year, and is that at second base? Could be. I mean, yeah. I mean, Matt Carpenter could be out of the picture next year. Um, you know, and then Edmund, as we've seen, he can play anywhere. So I think if, if Gorman's bat demands it, then, uh, then it could happen. The other thing too is fingers crossed. There's not going to be a strike or a lockout before next season. Um, yeah. We don't have to open that can of worms, but um, <laughs> the, the, the DH could be in play. It seems like most people think the DH will be here for the start of the 22 season. So that could open up an opportunity for him as well. He wouldn't have to play at second base every day. Maybe he could DH a day. 
uh, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's a realistic timetable. Um, I think we maybe see him, you know, he would, it wouldn't surprise me if he's one of those call-ups, you know, that get a taste of things in September when rosters expand and all that. Um, I, I think he's, I think he's shown that, that he has some ability there. I, look, I, I remember seeing Gorman a couple of years ago at spring training playing third and it looked rough. I was like, I don't know if that's going to work for him. Well, he's gotten so much better at third base. He made some of the best defensive plays at third base in spring. That's including with Nolan Arenado playing there. <laughs> um, he looked really good at third. He's come a long way and he's, he's, I love his attitude and his approach at second. No, now, I thought he was joking when he said he wanted to learn to play second. He wasn't. He got Dustin Pedroia on the phone and said, what do I need to do? And he's he's showing improvements. This is going to be, you know, they're going to play him a lot there this year. And if he hits, that's going to be the big thing. If his bat demands it, then I think the Cardinals, especially with the way they're shifting and and and, and moving some things around, I think they would, they would be interested in giving him a shot there uh, maybe as early as 2022. So – between that, his bat, the DH in play, I, I think there's a chance, sure. Yeah, I mean, well, that's one thing John Mozilek talks a lot about is if you're going to hit, you're going to play. And I think that that, that, that is that, that range through with John Nagowski making the roster, right? Um, yeah, they should play him more. That's what, I don't understand. Like, I understand <laughs> that you, you can, you're not going to play him at first. I, I get that, right, with, with right. Goldschmidt there. But he made the roster for a reason. Like, he hit in spring training. Like, I would not have guessed if he was going to hit like he did, but he did. And you might lose – a lot defensively if you put him in a corner and outfield spot, but what do you have to lose offensively? Like, like, like you don't have really have much to lose in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we, I think he, he played outfield growing up. He's not, um, he's not a complete newcomer there. I mean, he hasn't played there a ton in the minors, but he did play some right. and you know, there, it's not like their outfield has become the slickest fielding unit anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Tyler O'Neill, the gold glove winner is not healthy. So I, I think we should maybe see a little bit more of him in the corner outfield and, and see how it goes. They played, uh, you know, Matt Adams once spent some time out there. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so yeah. I can't think John Nagaski would be too much worse than that. Yeah, that, that's true. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I think that one thing that's, that's so different this year, just in general, with it, it's, no, it's not a sprint. It is a marathon now. Like, if the Cardinals got off to this start last year, alarms are blazing. What can we do? Things yeah. are going off, right? But, but with, with this year, we've got so much. So much. And I know every game matters, like you mentioned, but um, – one quick thing now that I remember the Mizzou connection real quick. What do you, what are your thoughts on a, on a pipe dream of Mizzou made Max Scherzer coming to St. Louis next year as a free agent? I got asked that question the other day on, on locked on nationals. I just want to hear your quick thoughts before I let you go. I'd say, why wait? Um, get, him a, <laughs> get him at the trade deadline um, yeah. to help bolster the rotation. If the Nats don't get off the ground, um, you know, and they got a, they got a funky start because of COVID. If the bottom drops out on them, bring them here at the trade deadline and see Love if he it. can, bolster a uh, bolster a playoff run is what I said no it makes it would make a lot of sense man um it, the Cardinals it's one of the few guys the Cardinals have openly admitted yeah we we should we should have got him we, we messed that one up mm-hmm. you know they don't do that very often no um and they they have said that about Max so it wouldn't be the same as assigning him to a big deal you know but getting some getting some Max Scherzer would be pretty cool to see in St. Louis and I tell you what, watching him mow through the Cardinals at spring training, he still got it. He's Every single good. start. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm one to say, you know, Cardinal, I'm really high on this pitching staff, but you can never have enough pitching, especially at the major league level. So, so Ben, before I let you go, I know I'm pretty sure most of my listeners know, but why don't you tell them where, where they can find you, where they can find your work? Yeah, stltoday.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Ben underscore Fred, Instagram Ben Fred, and, uh, and do the, the chat on Tuesdays. So if folks have questions, they can always jump in there. Tuesdays at 11, that starts at stltoday.com. And appreciate uh, everybody who's checking this out. You do a good job, Lucas. Thanks for the invite, man. Uh, good luck to you. And let me know if I can help you in any way. 
Yeah, I appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you, you, you finding some time on your busy schedule. And we're going to end this way the only way that Mizzou people know how to. M-I-Z. Hey, Z-O-U, man. All right. <laughs>